You're listening to the Cathedral Podcast. To learn more about Cathedral, like service times or how to get connected with a small group, visit wearecathedral.com. Today's message comes from Pastor Mike Lewis. Y'all ready? A dad was left in charge of his two-year-old daughter while mom was shopping. Right away, guess what? They do what daughters do. She wanted to have a tea party. So dad, he's a good dad. So he said, sure, sure. I'll be glad to have a tea party with you. And so they drank tea all afternoon. And the mom returned and asked, how have y'all been doing? And uh, they said, been doing good. The daughter was really excited because they'd been having a tea party all afternoon. The mom then reminded the dad that the only water the daughter could reach was in the toilet. Marsh was 82. He's an 82-year-old man, went to the doctor, got a physical, and a few days later, the doctor saw Marsh walking around, walking down the street, and he had this gorgeous young lady on his arm. A couple days later, he came in for his appointment again, and and the doctor spoke to Mr. Marsh and said, "Uh, you're doing really good, aren't you? Marsh replied, I sure am, but I'm just doing what you told me to do. Doctor, the doctor said, what do you mean? He said, you told me to get a hot mama and be cheerful. (laughs) The doctor said, no, I did not say that. I said, you got a heart murmur, be careful. (laughs) One last one, how about that? Tough old cowboy from South Texas counseled his grandson. He says, uh, you want to live a long life? I can tell you how to do it. Here's the secret. Sprinkle a, just a pinch of gunpowder on oatmeal every time you eat it. The grandson died. <clears throat> after he had done this religiously at the age of 103. When he died, he left behind 14 children, 30 grandchildren, 45 great-grandchildren, 25 great-great-grandchildren, and a 15-foot hole where the crematorium used to be. (laughs) I want to talk to you today about knowing yourself and knowing yourself better and knowing God. It's interesting that those two things I'm tying together. And I didn't come up with the concept. If you go back to some of our old church fathers, I wonder what they knew that we didn't know about those two things. When you look at Thomas Merton, the problem, he says, this is a quote, on which all of our existence, peace and happiness depend, is finding my unique, what? Self. Thomas, what did you know? John Calvin, nearly the whole of the sacred doctrine consists of two parts. And what are the two parts? Read them with me. And what? And yourself. Thomas Kempis, a humble self-knowledge is a sure way to God than to search after deep learning. What the way to God Is self-knowledge 
And then look what uh, Augustine prayed from the old church fathers. Grant, Lord, that I may know myself and that I may know thee. Intricately connected. Almost saying that if you, 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 there's no way to know God deeper unless you know yourself deeper. There's no way to know yourself deeper unless you know God deeper. It's like both of them are, are, are tracks of train that run down and you've got to go on both of them. Now, I'll give you a guiding principle we're going to work with this morning. It's found in Isaiah 44. Here it goes. Every valley shall be raised up, and every mountain and hill shall be made what? Low. The rough ground shall become level, and the rugged place a plain. Now, that's just, that's a foundational principle, and I'll, I'll show you in a moment how it's going to work. <clears throat> the prodigal son. Prodigal son in Luke 15. Most of you know the story. Man had two sons. The younger of them said to his dad, Give me my share of the property that's coming to me. He divided the property up between them. Now he did this while the guy was still alive. A little insulting, don't you think? Dad, give me, give me my inheritance. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and took a journey into the far country. And there he squandered his property on reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine came, and he began to be in need. So he hired himself out <clears throat> to a citizen of that country who sent him in the field to feed the pigs. Another caveat, I won't go deep into any of this, but another caveat, but now you have a Jew doing what? Feeding pigs. It was a long time <clears throat> to be fed, and with the pods of the pigs, he was longing to be fed with the pods. In other words, he's ready to, he was so hungry he wanted to eat the pig's food. And no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? And I am perishing here with hunger. I will rise to go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as a hired servant. Would you pay attention to that phrase? When he came to himself. Let me say another way. When he was reintroduced to the real him. When finally he woke up with this delusion of what life he was living. And he now became again his real self. He rediscovered who he was. <clears throat> now, now watch this with me. He was, he was here with his dad and had a lot of good things going on. Took all of his, this thinking, something started and he stopped being himself. He started being something else. Your mom and dad ever ask you, who in the world do you think you are? And this person he started becoming, and then he became many people. It's different translation says that he, he had riotous living. He had prostitutes. He had all kinds of stuff. He, he became somebody else. He identified as somebody else. Let me say it this way. He, he was living below himself. 
He now had dropped and he was not himself. He was another self, but it was below himself. As a matter of fact, you can hear it in the language. I won't try to go back and be myself again. I'll go back and be lower than myself. I will still go back and be a what? Servant. That thought only came to him when he came to himself. He goes home. And when he goes home, the dad, as the story goes, been looking for him. Went and ran down the road when he saw him coming. Fell on his neck. Kissed him. Was so glad his lost son had come back now. And he was going to throw a party and kill the fatted calf. And it's just going to be a wonderful time. And he has an older brother now who hears the stuff going on. Ask a servant, what was happening? And they said, oh, your, your brother's come back home. Don't you think he'd be happy? No. No. He says to this, verse 28 says, and he was angry and refused to go in. His father had to come out and talk to him and entreated him. And he answered his father, look, these many years I've served you and I've never disobeyed your command. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. He was angry. You know why he was angry? He was religious. You know why he was angry? Because he had him some other self. His other self was his religious self. His other self was he was working hard to please his dad's self and get approval. The self that never, ever got approval because he already had it. But because he was not himself, he could never ingest it. The self that he had built around him kept him from receiving and drinking deeply off of the Father's approval. You know, there's people just like that, who are now living above themselves. Now, 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 remember, the scripture that we're working with is Isaiah 40, remember? Isaiah 40, I'm going to take the hill and do what? Boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to take the valley and do what? Boom, 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 boom. And now God's working on both of these boys. The prodigal, he is boom, 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 boom. The elder brother, he is what? Boom, 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 boom. <clears throat> I know one of, one of the teachers of last generation who's died and gone on to be with the Lord. And if I would call his name, most of you would know him or know of him. <clears throat> he, he was a great Bible teacher. He was, he was living in Israel and had a span of time that he was bedridden in, in the bed. And in that span of time while he was sick, went on and died. While he was in that bed, this is his words. He said, this is the first time that I've ever experienced and felt the love of God. 
He taught about it. He knew about it. But he had not experienced it. And I dare to say that there were some other selves involved. In this particular case, I think there was a perfectionistic self. There was a a religious self. There was a presentation self. There was I've got it all together. I've got it all together self. I don't need anything self. I know it. No, you don't. I don't need any help. Yes, you do. But all those selves are built around. And it keeps you from experiencing the real self to experience. Why are all these guys saying you got to know yourself to know God? Because God can't get through those other selves to get to you. You can know about him. I, I, I know about Dean. I can tell you. Dean is from Georgetown. I can tell you her mom's name, her dad's name. I can tell you all kind of personal things about her. But I don't want to stop there. I want to know her. People know about God, and they'll tell you about him. But experiencing his daily love and acceptance and grace, walking with him, the Lord wants to know you. The Father wants to know you personally. The Father wants to talk to you. He wants a relationship with you. He don't want you, it's not performing for him. This prodigal son, when he came home, he was just real. He just was who he was. All the other selves had dropped. All you got now is what's left. <clears throat> now, I tell you, what, let's, 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 let's look at Peter for a moment and watch the same thing happen in Peter's life. And what, what's the, how, God, how God did this. Now, now watch this with me. Matter of fact, those of you, how many of y'all are going to Israel next year? You going to Israel? Y'all will go to a place called Caesarea Philippi. Excuse me, one of my favorite places over there. I love to go to Caesarea Philippi. And what happened at Caesarea Philippi is when he had the disciples together, and then Jesus popped the big question to them and said, who do men say that I am? Something you're a prophet, something this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden, when he rephrased the question, but who do you say that I am? And that's when all of a sudden Peter spoke these words and said, You're the Messiah, you're the Son of the living God. And then Jesus looked back at him and said, Blessed are you, Simon of John, for this was revealed to you not by flesh and blood, but by my heavenly Father. And then he tells him, says, uh, I'm going to tell you, Peter, that on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. You know, P- Peter, Peter was just this fisherman. He knew, what, what did he know about himself? He knew he was a fisherman. He knew that he was hot-headed. He knew that he was impulsive. I mean, this is Peter. 
And yet at that moment, they chose to give him the revelation of who the Messiah was. But I want you to note this with me. We just read Matthew 16, 17 through 19. Let's, uh, let's look at Matthew 22. And that's not very far from that. Matthew 22. Jesus told him that he was going to have to die. Peter now, who knows more than Jesus, pulls him aside. And now this self, this know-it-all self, this prideful self, says, he began to rebuke Jesus, saying, be it far from you, Lord, this will never happen to you. What does Isaiah say? The hills, the valleys, where do you think Peter just went to? The valley or the hill? I can hear my dad talking to me now. You know what he's saying to me if I start doing that? And I have done it. Anybody ever remember the phrase, the phrase goes something like this? Boy, I think you're about too big for your pants. <laughs> I think Pete just got a little too big for his pants. And the Lord is getting ready to boom, 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 boom. Here's what he does. <clears throat> I mean, you almost can see the clouds are getting dark. <laughs> you can feel the wind blowing. He's, he's getting ready to come down. He turned and said to Peter, Get me behind me, Satan. You're a hindrance to me, for you're not setting your mind on things of God, but you are setting on things of man. Whoa! I bet Pete said, Satan, really? I mean, the devil? Peter was never aware to that extent of just how arrogant he was. But now, now watch me. What is Jesus going? Why is the mountain coming down? What is he after? Peter, you don't know this about yourself. You're unaware of this. And because you're unaware of it, this other self is operating. And I. To be what I've called you to be, I've got to, I, I've got to get in there to the real self at the core of your being. This presentation self and this arrogant self and this, this fisherman who can, oh, no, no. I know who you are on the inside. I know how I made you. And I know life's been hard for you. Some of the reasons you've become who you've become. But I've got to get back to who you are at your core. In order to get back there, I've got to boom, boom, boom. All right, let's watch it. It goes on from there. They go they're out on a boat, and guess who comes walking on the water? Guess. Who is it? And all the disciples are on the boat. Guess. Just guess. Which one is it that stands up and says, if that's you, then let me come to you. I want to walk on the water. You get any guesses? Old Pete. Well, Pete, come on. <laughs> Just because the Lord tells you to come on. <laughs> I won't even go there. He gets out. He's walking on the water. 
And then all of a sudden, what starts to happen? Old Pete starts to sink. Jesus reached down and helps him. He's seen miracles by now, so I mean, he was encouraged to get out on that water. You get back in the boat. Peter was had, on that water. He was afraid. I wonder, I wonder if Pete had ever met his afraid self. I wonder if Pete ever met his ashamed self in front of the disciples. I wonder if Pete ever was honest about his own fear. Until you can meet yourself and bring all of yourself to God, he cannot redeem yourself. It's not about hiding yourself. It's not about running away from yourself. It's about taking yourself and you know the problem with this? The, 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 let, me, let me just share real quickly. I got, I got to move. But let me, let me share the problem. Let's, let's put the spirit, soul, and body slide up if we could. Let me just show you this real quick and then we'll go. Real, real quick. I got to move. <clears throat> okay. Um, do we have the one that has all the other words on it or is that just it? There we go. Yeah. You, you see the one? You, you see the spirit and the soul here? Say, say yes if you see it. Okay, you see what's called the side cord in between it? All right, and then on the, on the soul, you see where the mind is, and that's consciousness. Now, you see, you move toward your spirit, which is toward unconscious. So you go down to, if you, if you if had my pointer, I could go from the soul, and you hang a left, till you go down to, through the side cord, you move from consciousness now to subconscious, and then finally you keep going, and you get to the unconscious. All right? Now, here's the problem. How conscious are we? How much, is, how much is in the conscious arena and how much is the unconscious arena? They tell us it's somewhere between one six and one seven. You're conscious of what you, your motives are and what you do. So in other words, most of the time we don't know stuff. How many of you ask a little boy, why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> How many of you asked the devil? Why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> and that's true a lot of times. That's why it takes this work with God to introduce us. That's why Peter's on this journey that he didn't even know who he was. And now he is discovering who he was. Not to humiliate him. Not that God's against him. Not that God wanted to see him fail. But he wanted to introduce him to himself. Alright, let me give you a couple more and then we'll be through. It's, it's the night that Jesus is arrested and Jesus is going to have a foot washing and it's in John 13. Then, then the foot washing is a low place where they would have a servant or somebody there when you come in the door and because everybody wore sandals and your feet were like dusty and they wouldn't wash your feet. They would take your foot and pour water over it and sort of get the dust off of it and take a towel and dry it and be a quick dry. You can walk in the house and leave your sandals at the door. 
Guess who's doing that? Jesus. And Pete says, you ain't washing my feet. Pete. Jesus simply washing the feet and Jesus simply turns and simply says simple, just a simple thing to him. Okay, Pete, I won't. But you're not going to have anything else to do with the kingdom. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, wash, wash hey, I'll take a bath. <laughs> Who did you meet then, Pete? Who was that that Jesus just introduced you to? Because I'm calling you to be a servant and follow me. What, is it about, what about me being a servant bothered you? Same, same meal, same time period, upper room. Jesus is going toward Peter's real heart. Jesus says, somebody's going to betray me. Peter said, I can tell you this. Everybody in this room can betray you, but I won't. I'll die for you. And Jesus looks into the future to which when Peter died for Jesus, he refused to die on a cross because that was too much like his Lord's death. He was so honoring of the crucifixion until Peter himself said at the crucifixion, don't do it that way. Turn me upside down. Now Jesus looked into the future and saw that. And when Pete said, I'll die, I'm going to die for you. (laughs) Jesus said, I know you are, but not now. There is the dying Peter. That self exists. But right now, there's another arrogant, prideful self that wants to present something to the world that you're not. And that's got to go away. He says, Peter, every morning, the rooster crows. And he's going to crow in the morning. And when he crows in the morning you will by that time have denied you even knew me three times. Oh, no, no, no. He goes out, standing around a fire. A little girl comes up to him. You have been with that Jesus guy? No, I have Not quite come to himself yet, no. He's not there yet. A little bit of time goes by, and then again, you have been with the guy they arrested. His name is Jesus. No, I have not. I don't even know him. Had he come to himself yet? You see how deep that is. You see how much it takes to break down that sense of self and get into the real person. 
finally the third time. Do you know him? No, I don't. And when he said that, finally it was deep enough until it broke. And when the self that he had built for all those years came crumbling down, and the real self, now, he was in touch with the real self. The Bible says he wept bitterly because that Peter was the one Jesus was after. That was in Jesus' plan. Before I am gone, Peter, you've got to get to this place because I want to use you so much, but I can't use those other selves. You're going to lead this thing. You're going to be one of the mainstays. But you've got to get real. You've got to stop all the gaming, all the presentation models. You've got to get real, son. Just be who you are. Drop the other stuff. Let me use you. He's weeping bitterly. He's heartbroken. After the resurrection, Jesus is on the shore and they... He's cooking breakfast for him. I just love that about Jesus. And finally, when they come to shore, he's talking to Peter. First time he's seen him after the resurrection. Does Peter love me? You know, I've thought about that. I've thought about that conversation. There's a lot of takeaways from it, and you've heard a lot of them. <clears throat> but when I was studying through this thing, I, you know what I thought? I thought such tender, tender language. Because this probably is the first time Peter could hear him at this level. This is probably the first time he really knew what love really meant. Because Peter had come to himself. And the real self really did love the Lord. Second time, do you love me, Peter? The emotions. See, he didn't see a lot of emotion with Peter except anger. He kept all the fear and all the other stuff. He was a pretty, pretty straightforward guy. He sort of kept it all hidden. So that's why all the stuff we went through, that's why he sank and that's why the fear came out. The fearful Peter was faced. That's why the embarrassment was there. Because he had to get real. But now he's real. He's feeling. Jesus, you know I love you. And they were, so, I can just imagine, they were so bonded at that moment, so, so connected because the other selves had gone. And this is the kind of fellowship the Lord wants. We asked him the third time. Lord, you know I do. Peter, I'm glad you came to yourself. Because that's the boy I created right there. And I created you for this purpose. And you will fulfill it. Father, I pray for every single one of us. I pray now that we, you have us on the same journey. Every single one of us. 
And I just pray, I pray that we take the journey. I pray the person you've created every single one of us to be. I pray you would allow the false selves to drop and the authentic, the real, the one that can relate to you. Come forth, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. These are my marching orders. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for the Schultzes, we have raised today $42,240. You can stand, okay? Oh, it's good being with you guys. I'm looking around. It was, where's, I suppose I'm, I reckon I'm just going to dismiss this thing, right? <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> All right. Lord bless you. Lord keep you. Lord calls his face to shine upon you. And may your authenticity be really real. And your relationship with God, sweet, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Cathedral Podcast. If you were encouraged by today's message, leave us a rating and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions about today's message or just want to reach out, send an email to questions at cathedralemail.com. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Have a blessed week.